Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus the following podcast is a w2m network original production Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Welcome to Wrestling to the Max's NXT review for May 3rd, 2017. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com. That's right. That's the place where you go find all our great content, plus a lot more. Trust me, a great site you're going to want to go check out. Plus, don't forget, once again, don't uh, miss out on all the other great shows we do. We get a lot of them, honestly. we got tons of review shows. We, of course, have regular Wrestling the Max episodes of 1 and 2 every week. And the way to go find that also, if you want to go use iTunes or whatever podcasting device you use, make sure you go subscribe to Wrestling to the Max. And, of course, if you like everything on W2Mnet, well... Wrestling uh, to the Max also offers a network called W2M Net- uh, Network, and uh, that's another way you can go find all the great podcasts. So go check out W2M Network as well. Well, I'm uh, Gary Vaughn, of course, with me as our host for the evening, Mr. Paul Leeser. hey And Paul, I mean, honestly, we've missed a couple weeks of NXT. A lot has been going on. A lot has transpired. So tonight, uh, you had a great idea. We're going to fill the people in on some of the biggest things in NXT that have happened over the past couple of weeks. And, of course, give tonight's full show for this week. So I'm looking forward to it, man, and getting into some of the stuff that went down over the last two to three weeks. It's going to be cool. It's going to be awesome because there's so much that's been happening on NXT. So if you haven't been watching... Uh, this is a great chance for not only us to, to inform you of all of our thoughts that's been swirling around WWE's development brand, but of course for you to uh, to catch up and, and figure out what you've missed. So um, the first show we missed was back in uh, April 19th, uh, and, and really the big stuff here um, to talk about is the opening segment where Bobby Roode uh, kicks off the show and talks about his successful title defense against uh, Shinsuke and how he sort of sent him packing from NXT and how he truly has made this place his brand and everything. And as he's hyping himself up and running down Shinsuke, out comes Hideo Itami, who just isn't playing any games, walks in the ring, stares them down. Um, Bobby slaps him, and then uh, Hideo, of course, hits him with the GTS to get a huge pop from the crowd. Uh, It's so great to have Hideo back. 
You know, it is. It's, you know, super neat that, you know, he's able to get back in action and, you know, basically come in with a bang, right? <laughs> it's funny to say that, but... Um, you know, as much as I do like Hideo Itami and, and excited I am about the fact that he's going to be around, hopefully, for a long time. You know, hopefully no injuries again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, here's the thing that kind of bothered me, though, Paul. I'm not sold that I just love the way that Bobby Roode was kind of treated in this. Maybe it, you need to tell me this. Is it because I'm a fan of Bobby Roode? I just kind of thought, you know, as great as a heel as he's looked since he's entered NXT, he really got punked out here. I mean, it looked like he was really punked out. I, I don't know if I would call it punked out. This is uh, a very dominant heel so far in his run uh, who has gotten clean victories over what was the biggest star in NXT at the time in Shinsuke, um, or at least one, and has sort of um, was too big for his britches in this moment and uh thought he was going to punk out Hideo and instead he he got it the other way around you know so I, a humbling moment is what I would call this I love Bobby Roode too I don't think he looked incredibly weak and, and you got to kickstart a feud somehow uh and having Hideo talk I don't think is the way they want to go he's uh he, he's always been a, a man of action in, in NXT and this is certainly um something that speaks very loudly about his intentions you're, you're exactly right, I, and I understand, and that's the way that they really need to do it. I just, I think, as a fan of Bobby Roode, I'm kind of like, oh, come on, man. He, you know, he, he, of course, you know, was laid out through an entire commercial break and had to be held to the back. So, I mean, it really, this helps Hideo Tommy, and, and this is kind of needed for Hideo in a way because of the fact he's been gone so long. We need to remember where this guy was at one point. You know, he was, you know, running, trying to, you know, head towards getting the NXT title. Right. And that's all been forgotten because of all the injuries he's dealt with. So, man, this is a good way of kind of doing that. I, I appreciate that. I just, you know, once again, being a Bobby Roode fan, I kind of like, eh, when I saw him, you know, lay out. Yeah, I, I mean, you're talking to one of the biggest Bobby Roode fans in the world, I would say. And uh, I, I felt like he was done right here. His, his promo was so strong at the start, too. So Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to this match too. Bobby Roode and Shinsuke work pretty well with each other, despite the the huge the huge uh, mismatch. And I think him and Hideo will be just as good, if not better. Exactly. Yeah, uh, we have uh, two squashes. Well, two squashes. One squash. One kind of okay match. Uh, almost gets a, a much needed rehab victory over Danny Burch, beating him in about three minutes. Um, and Liv Morgan and Aaliyah t- team up to take on Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, to which they lose in a little over three minutes, but that match was god-awful and didn't really do anything but give uh, Liv Morgan and Aaliyah a, a needed win over Billy Kay and Peyton Royce because they've looked like chumps the entire time. But the uh, the last big thing that we need to talk about on here is Ty Dillinger's farewell match Excuse me, in NXT as he takes on EY in a steel cage. I loved this match. I thought this was really well done, especially with them uh, having Sanity trying to get in there and Ty managing to continue to fight them off time after time and and still get the big victory. What a way for him to go, Gary. Yeah, this was great. I mean, you can't help but love it. Ty Dillinger has been such a big staple in NXT for so long. And they gave him a great match here. Eric Young, the veteran he is, I mean, just really helped put 
this guy, I mean, this this hardworking, you know, veteran, and gave them that opportunity to look as good as possible in Ty Dillinger. And so I was thrilled. I thought it was a great cage match. And, you know, the ending was really exciting. That's what was really special about it. And, of course, you know, Ty Dillinger walking out of NXT on a really high note. Mm-hmm. Really, really special moment. It was also kind of neat. You had Roderick Strong come down, celebrate with him, and do that kind of thing. So you, you see that, you know, this is a celebratory moment. So, I mean, overall, it's hard to argue that this is not a great send-off for a guy that is well-deserved. I completely agree with you. I'd be remiss, too, if I didn't mention all the uh, the baby faces that Ty had teamed with throughout his feud with Sanity coming out and helping him out along the way, too. But uh, So that means you had Ono and Riot and uh, Roderick Strong come out to, to give him a little bit of hand here and there with the, the extracurriculars. But it was still it was a wonderful send-off for Ty Dillinger and... I mean, you look at how well he's doing on SmackDown now. I mean, clearly they're positioning to have some kind of run on the main roster in the not-too-distant future, whether that's challenging for the Intercontinental title or whether that's just being a fixture. Uh, certainly certainly being positioned, not only leaving NXT, but on SmackDown now as well. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, once again, I mean, this was something that I think that I was concerned about. And this was a situation that I kind of thought, you know, they're going to have him go out just in an unspecial way. You know, he's going to be in a match with, you know, Sanity. He's either going to get beat down really bad and just never come back to NXT. Or, you know, they're just going to have him in a regular, you know, tag team match. And then it's over. So I, I can't say enough about how you know special this was and how cool it was. Right. Uh, that'll do it for the April 19th edition of NXT. Uh, moving on to the April 26th edition. The biggest thing to talk about out of this, other than Drew McIntyre uh, damn near squashing almost as he beats him in about four minutes, uh, is the feud between Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross sort of escalating. Um Nikki calls out Ruby to open the show. They end up getting in a huge brawl uh, that later transitions across the show uh, to when uh, Ruby's being uh, interviewed and um, sort of lays out her reasons why she can't stand Nikki is because she she just simply has no respect for sanity because they're trying to get people to conform to their ways instead of just letting them be. And they did get scheduled for a match that was supposed to take place. It never did because they kept on brawling. And the intensity has just gotten out of control between these two. And it's turned into such a wonderful story to follow. I totally agree with that. And, you know, what? You know, yeah, I've talked about this in the past. About these two. And, and what I love about it is the kind of the grunge factor with both of them. Because they're both kind of the abnormal. And they're the ones usually we would be looking at as being a tag team, right? You know, and they're not completely the same, but they are similar in the fact that, you know, they're they're not past being different uh, compared to a lot of the other ladies on the roster. And, and so that's what's really kind of cool about this. And the one thing I love, and this is kind of funny to say this, but when Ruby Riot was kind of talking about the fact that, you know, she didn't like the, you know, the fact that Sanity wanted everybody to conform, I thought of that South Park episode where they were the goth kids were saying, yes. oh, we're not going to conform. No, Oh, yeah, well, we're not going to conform because we're not conforming. And it just went on and on and on and on. <laughs> so that's what I thought about immediately when I heard this promo. It's just a funny moment. But, you know, once again, 
I, I love this because both these uh, ladies have an opportunity to really do something special. I think it's going to be a really fun feud. It's already become a great feud, but I think they can even take it further if they really, really want to. Um, so, and needless to say, to keep quit talking so much about it, I, I think this was great, and you know, I think it kind of shows you that you know you can take two wrestlers who are very similar and still make something great out of it, right? Because mm-hmm. you could do it on the other hand, where it's just like, oh, you know, this one's about glitz and glamour, and this one's about you know being the most sharp dressed and all this, and, and it's similar, but it's still the norm, right? These, this is the very much the ad norm, and that's what's kind of cool about it. Yeah, and just the like, we see we've seen Asuka bring an intensity to feuds. We've seen Ember Moon be intense in her feud with Asuka, but this this got hit the ground running. Like this is just two women who can't stand each other, just having a fight. And and of course, one of them is bonkers. And uh, you could maybe question Riot's sanity and all of this too. But uh, I it just it feels so different from a lot of what they've done as far as with the women's division in NXT throughout its entire history. Uh, you're, yeah, I totally, I'm with you on that. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned Oscar and I'm glad you, you know, even Ember Moon involved in this, all, all four of those ladies are not normal. And mm-hmm. that's, what's kind of funny about the NXT women's division overall is they're, I don't want to say freaks or anything, but they, they are not about what we usually see WWE women portrayed. Right. Right. I mean, they're not, you know, about being, you know, glitz and glamour, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So that's what's kind of really fun about this main event scene with NXT and especially with Nikki Cross and Rupert Riot, too, because they are such great talents in the ring. They're not, you know, about all that other stuff. They're just about killing each other and Asuka the same way. So mm-hmm. that's what I love. This is so much different than other stuff that we see on WWE television, right? Right. Um, so, and even in some other promotions, now I won't get into the independent circuit. They, they definitely do their own thing, but when it comes to the mainstream television, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think I could have said it better myself. Um, so I won't, uh, Alistair Black murders Kona Reeves in a minute. Uh, so he keeps on rolling and, uh, we have a UK title defense on this show too. Uh, Tyler Bate took on Jack Gallagher in a really fun match. Uh, Tyler Bate retains in about 11 minutes or so with the Tyler driver, a fun back and forth match. I, this might be something we're talking about, I guess, is if Gallagher stays on 205 Live or moves to the UK show, um, this is obviously just speculation on my part. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit here and there across both 205 Live and this show, I think, um, but... I mean, I, Gallagher just seems like somebody else who they could really use to help kick off that UK show. Yeah, and we have discussed this a little bit, but I, I think this is okay to revisit because somebody might not have heard us discuss this, and I'll just touch on it briefly. You brought up this point before, and what I love about Jack Gallagher being a part of that kickoff spot on this new UK show is the fact that he's well-known. The people that follow WWE in the UK already have probably fallen in love with him if they don't love him. And I think that they're going to want to see some of the people from WWE over there in the UK and really putting on a special show for them. Because you just don't want to put out the guys they've seen on their own indie circuit. You don't want us to put out some, you know... No, I hate to say no names, but no names when it comes to the mainstream, right? You, you want everybody to feel like, oh, there's somebody special on this roster. 
And I think they did a great job in a UK tournament on building guys like Pete Dunn and several other names that you can mention. And Jack Alaher being one of those guys who is super awesome, super special, and they're already established, right? So that's what makes that perfect. I think Jack Alaher is a perfect candidate for that. Now, keeping him there, I would totally disagree. Send him over there for a month, send him back. Has you need to send him back for another month? That's fine. You can alternate this guy, right? I'm, I'm sure he would not have a problem spending some time in his home country. You know, I don't think that'd be a problem. I, I think you can share Jack Gallagher. I, I I agree with you completely. Just because one, we don't know exactly how often they're going to tape in the UK. We don't know how much they're going to tape in the UK in these in these shows that are going on in May. So uh, there's a lot of stuff we just don't know yet, but. Seemingly, if they want to work Gallagher between both 205 Live and the UK show, I feel like that would be not only a great use for Gallagher, because he's not doing much on 205 Live right now. You know, he's had his feud mm-hmm. with with Neville already. It didn't go his way, and now he's just sort of supporting cast. Uh, so moving him to, to the UK show where he can either continue to be in the main event over there with those guys that they established in the tournament, or like just working with some of the other guys and giving you another name that you know the crowd's going to care about. Uh, it just it just seems like it makes too much sense for them not to do. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And you know, I look at the UK show as being very important. And, and the reason I say that is because of the fact that as we continue to see and kind of watch, if ITV does grab on to this other you know program and get world class back on TV that's going to mean more competition for WWE. So it'd be a great opportunity for them to go ahead and hook that UK audience on their product. And the only way you're going to do that is once again, get faces. They know reasons for them to tune in. So I, I, I mean, I, even Alistair Black's the name I'll even throw out there and say, Hey, if you don't have him in big feud on NXT, let him go over there for a little while, let him come back and then maybe go for the NXT title sometime. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean that that's we've seen both him and Neville work the the tournament, so maybe they they get shunted over there in a way too and see what happens, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, World of Sport is the uh the show. Oh, I'm so TV. sorry. <laughs> I, I I was listening to some uh one of my thing World Class cuz I was thinking uh, I listened to Cabana's podcast and he had a guy from World Class, so oh, no. my fault. Yeah. No big deal. I didn't want to interrupt your flow of thought, so I'm glad I'm thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that pretty much ties up last week's show. Now we're going to talk about this week's show, which is, of course, May 3rd. Uh, and they open with Killian Dane murdering Danny Birch in about two and a half minutes. Uh, we, we Last time we obviously saw Dane was, of course, during that cage match, but he was also in the Battle Royal and the pre-show before WrestleMania. And he just, it looks like they continue to position him to be a breakout star, not only for NXT Insanity, but... I mean, maybe he gets called up before that entire act does, you know? And like, I mean, this guy looks ready. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, he's looked ready for a long time. And if you haven't followed him on the indie circuit, uh, you, you know, you don't know much about him. But, I mean, as you watch him on the indie circuit, you're like, good God, this guy's amazing. And then you see him here on NXT, and it just proven it to you once again on the main stage or one of the main stages is not the biggest stage but one of the big stages so i think that you know he could be called up you know the my only fear about killian dane is the fact that we've on raw let's see you know let's just imagine he goes to raw we already have a Braum Strowman, mm-hmm. a, a guy that's going through and tearing people apart i have a hard time believing they're going to do that with another guy and 
take up too much time on Raw with two guys just going to the roster. So I think if Killian Dane makes his debut, either Braun Strowman gets moved to SmackDown or Killian Dane, which is more likely, will be on SmackDown and kind of play that Braun Strowman role on that show. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sold they're going to pull him up right away, and I hope they don't. I, I kind of hope they let him kind of get everything taken care of here with Sanity, and maybe if they decide to move Sanity, but I don't want to hold the guy back either. I'm just so fearful that they're going to do something wrong with this guy because he's so awesome and so talented. I, I want him to do well. I'm not sold that he's getting up called tomorrow either because uh, it seems like they, they at least have long-term plans for Sanity, in my opinion, in NXT. There's still so much for him to do, and they're they're there's st- the act isn't like complete you know we don't feel like i don't feel like i know everything about them yet but uh, that you usually get to do in nxt before you get called up and of course killian dane has connections back to the uk that's obviously where he came up in icw and all that so he certainly could uh be another proponent for being a carryover to the uk show if they decide to do that too but certainly uh i think killian dane is somebody to keep an eye on so uh, then we get to see Hideo Tommy showing up. Uh, we get a Patrick Clark video package. He's going to be wrestling sometime in the near future. I don't think many people really care. And then <laughs> Machinery squashes two jobbers. And immediately, they want the Authors of Pain for the tag titles. Boo, shakaloo, stakes and weights, Gary. These guys, I, I love watching them squash people. I, I'm, I, lo- I really do. You know, it's kind of funny because we always joke off air about the fact that, like, how much are people caring about a lot of the NXT shows? Because we get on here and we say, oh, so-and-so squash, so-and-so. Next match, so-and-so squash, so-and-so, right? Uh, And sometimes that can get a little monotonous. But in the case of heavy machinery, they're kind of fun to watch, Paul. Mm -hmm. No matter if they're tearing people apart. (laughs) still love these guys you know as tough and as big as these guys are they're they're lovable right i mean they're kind of like that uh i think you pointed this out paul they kind of remind you of that 80s tag team mm-hmm. like that that powerful 80s tag team that everyone just starts oh these guys are awesome they're super cool they're, they're very much like that and I, I look at the authors of pain as being another great tag team but they're not lovable they're 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 forces to be reckoned with you know um so that's what's kind of neat about this whole thing, and, and you know, whenever this feud progresses and such, I think it'll be fun uh, because Heavy Machinery is a great babyface team, and you know, watching them even just go squash people is fun, and, and it's kind of endearing. And I don't think they do battle the mic either. Honestly, I was kind of thinking they wouldn't do that. I'm kind of think it's kind of cool that they got the opportunity to get on the mic and mm-hmm. they're not perfect but at least you can see that these guys are fun and, and they kind of i think they kind of have fun with it as i was watching them, i thought these guys are having a great time so i think that's part of the reason what makes them so much fun to watch is it just looks like they're enjoying themselves out there having fun you know beating up people and then going out there and being wacky and it works for them like you said they, they do have a lot of throwback in them they remind me a lot too of a of a team um, that would have come out of WCW's power plant in the, in the late 90s, too, just with the look and the way they work and everything. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I really fancy the idea of a match between them and the Authors of Pain just because it's a lot of inexperience in the ring, and I'm sure a lot of that will get overshadowed by big guys doing big guy things against each other, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a quality match that, 
that would you know leave us talking. But you never know. You absolutely yeah. never know. I think very highly of both teams. So I, I do too. And I'll be honest with you. When I first heard of them mention the authors of pain, a red flag came up because I said too early. Mm-hmm. And why too early? Well, a lot of what you just mentioned. I mean, I, I couldn't say it better myself. You know, they need more. Uh, they need more. Oh, let's just be honest. They need not not that they're bad or anything, but I think that they need more time to grow in front of the fans as well. Um, their skills can be refined. Their work on the mic can be refined. But I think also you want the fan base to be fully behind these guys. I, I think that fans are kind of behind them and they kind of think that they're neat. But I think that you need them to have a lot of steam when they face up against a team like the Authors of Pain. And, and, and all this screams to me is they're going to face the Authors of Pain and lose. And then they go back to the bottom of the list. And I don't want that. I, I love heavy machinery. I don't want to see them just kind of hanging around that lower card of the tag team division. I want to see them be a contender for a long while. So I think this is too early unless they can find a way to change my mind. I, I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, DIY agrees with you too because they're still owed a straight up rematch against the Authors of Pain for the tag team titles. And they tell Heavy Machinery in a backstage promo that the line starts behind them, Gary. Yeah, and you know what? It's not really too early for that matchup because I, I think that this is something that's just going to be a really interesting match when they do take on each other. And it's going to be kind of funny also to see how the crowd leans. Right, I think you got a lot of DIY fans, so I think they're still probably going to lean more towards in favor of DIY. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at least this one makes more sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we know, of course, DIY delivers every time they're in the ring together, um, and especially with the Authors of Pain, they had an incredible match that really I don't think anybody was expecting it to be as good as it was. And uh, so I, I'm totally down for that rematch whenever they decide to do that. Um, and then after that, Hideo Itami uh, squashes Kona Reeves in about two minutes. Kona gets a little bit of offense at the start, sort of, sort of goes off on him. Uh, Itami weathers the storm and then hits the GTS. Uh, a good win for Itami, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're trying to do here once again. I kind of talked about this at the beginning of the show. You know, Hideo Tommy is coming out looking great, looking strong. They want to get him back in our minds as one of the top contenders in NXT. And so it just makes sense that they do this. Now, beating Kona Reeves is not really something that really thrills you, but it's still you get a chance to kind of root for Hideo Itami as he does the GTS and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, there you go. I mean, that's really all you need to get out of this. But, the, the, you know, Kona Reeves, uh, I think, is an interesting guy because there's a reason they're putting him on TV every week, I feel. I feel like they're putting him in front of us because there is a future plan for him. I'm really interested to see what that is. I mean, we've seen him do a few things, and like you said, he got some offense here. Uh, it makes me wonder if we're going to see a slow burn with Kona Reeves starting to get a winning streak somewhere down the line. I think so. I mean, he has the look, obviously. I think the WWE clearly is high on him to do something. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's not like there's a a staggering mid-card to be a part of in NXT. It's You're either at the top challenging for the title, you're in the tag team scene, or you're just sort of waiting to be done with something, you know. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, where they go with that. Uh, next up, we get the second part of uh, Roderick Strong's video series that they started the week before. This is one of those get-to-know-you things. 
I'm really shocked they waited this long to do it. And it's so good. It's 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 really interesting, especially if you don't know Roderick Strong at all. Um, he's had, he his dad walked out on him early in his life. He's sort of struggled to make it where he is, and then then he in this one he gets to sort of talk about uh, his wife and his journey towards at XT and and his kid that he just had and all the stuff that he wants to accomplish here in NXT and and that he got to do um and ring of honor which which they actually show him in an roh shirt which i thought was really cool so um this was great i i felt like this helps you connect with them so much especially for strong who continues i think to sort of struggle on the microphone at times um th- this just wins you over heart and soul yeah i think you're right and you know this is important and i think this also shows respect and, and the I think the feeling that they have about Roderick Strong over there in NXT because they're spending a lot of time about him, right? There's on his story, what he's about, the struggles. I mean, this is a super baby face thing to do because, I mean, my goodness, now you just want to root for him because of his history. <laughs> in fact, he's got a young wife and kid, and you're just like, come on, man, succeed, uh, if nothing else. And this is really needed. Like you said, Roderick Strong has never been the guy on the mic to impress you. Ring of Honor, he did all sorts of great things. Very impressive, but he was never strong on the mic, and never once uh, was he just all that impressive. Um, but through his actions, through everything he's done, I mean, he is overly impressive. So I think this is a good way for them to do it and really kind of sell us on him as just a person in general. That way we hear him talk, we don't have those preconceived ideas of, man, he just sounds like he's just kind of boring. Now we have other reasons to care about this guy. So I, I think it's good, and, and I love this in-depth history. You know, how many times, Paul, do we get on here, and whatever promotion it is we talk about, we say, man, you know, this guy would be really awesome if I knew anything about him, or mm-hmm. this girl would be really interesting if we just knew some of the history, the backstory. So in this moment, we get that. And this is real life. This is what's cool, too, is this is, you know, real stuff that happened to this guy. So, I mean, you get some really cool information about Roderick Strong that I had never known or heard of. So, I, I think this is great. I, I completely agree with you. They they need to do this more often. And, and, you know, saying that maybe they space it out just so you don't get tired of it. But every time they do these things, it's a home run, whether it's uh, video packages on NXT whether it's um uh, uh Jesus the the little ten episode show they did on the network uh strictly about NXT uh Oh Breaking sure. Ground. Breaking Ground. Uh where you get to learn people about stuff on there. That was great. Uh anytime they really do this. It, it's always wonderful. So um and the positioning works because Roderick Strong's gonna take on Hideo Tommy next week to see who faces Bobby Roode uh for the NXT championship at Takeover Chicago. Yeah, and that, that's kind of neat, right? I mean, the fact that he's been put in that situation. And, and once again, I mean, now people are really going to be rooting for Roderick Strong even more, I think, after seeing this whole video package and everything. Whereas before, I mean, uh, you know, we might have been, if you know Roderick Strong, but if you don't, you're just kind of like, huh. Eh. So now they gave you a reason to really care about Roderick Strong. I'm very happy with that. Completely agree with you. Uh, so... Before we get to this big uh, thing, which might take up a good bit of time, uh, we learn Aleister Black's going to be murdering somebody next week, which is something to look forward to. Uh, and I also forgot to mention that on the uh, the episode before this one, William Regal set up a number one contender's women battle royal to figure out who's going to face Asuka for the title at Chicago. 
and he made all that in light of um, Riot and Nikki Cross ruining their number one contendership match, which is what there was supposed to be before it turned into a big brawl. So you get a whole bunch of people in this. Uh, a lot of, obviously, the NXT mainstays like Ember Moon is here. Um, uh, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, of course. Uh, Kimberly is out there. Aaliyah, Liv Morgan. And then you have some of their uh, some of the people that you maybe don't know so much about. Victoria Gonzalez, Bianca Blair, Sonya Deville, Lacey Evans. And then the two big ones here, Rachel Ellering and Candice LeRae, Gary. I was so jazzed to see her come out. I was so jazzed whenever I heard about this on Twitter, too. Um, Mrs. Johnny Wrestling is here. They have a pretty standard, I would say, Battle Royal. Nobody ends up winning. Uh, we have Ember Moon, or excuse me, not Ember Moon, Ruby Riot and uh, Nikki Cross get a huge brawl. Asuka and Moon get into it, too, whenever Asuka comes down to the ring. And uh, it, the whole match ends up getting thrown out just because everybody's beating on everybody and not the way the referees approve of. <laughs> yeah, and really it's Asuka who kind of starts this whole thing, right? She's the one who really incites this chaos of, you know, basically getting the match thrown out. So, I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, it is what it is, and Asuka's going to pay for it because now, you know, what you're going to talk about in a little while here. Um, but, you know, I think uh, just overall with this whole rumble, it, it was exciting at moments. It was kind of fun. Not only that, you have some names that we wanted to see. You know, Ring. that's super great. I was really hoping that would happen. And then, of course, Candice LeRae, that's really, really cool, too. So you've got some great names involved that I really didn't expect. I, I didn't expect that either of those two. And then, of course, you get some of the rising superstars in this division on NXT, right? Because, I mean, there's plenty of them to, to go with. Even Liv Morgan, who hasn't been really in the picture as of late. So mm-hmm. this is great. I think that they gave you a pretty exciting match here, you know. And I love the storyline with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, of course. You know, they always help each other, and they scream for each other when they're about to get thrown out <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of a fun part about this too um but you know what's nice about this is you got two feuds that are really being focused on mm-hmm. uh and, and you just mentioned them in Bermuda and oscar and then of course the one where you're you know you're talking about reaper riot and uh nikki cross here so you're gonna throw them all in the ring again and it's uh, you know it is from the uh nxt women's title right if i'm not wrong Okay, so yeah, so it's going to be for the belt. So that makes it even more special. And now these two feuds that are so hot are going to have to intermingle, right? They're going to have to have some crossover here uh, now and again. So I think it's a good idea. And it's also kind of uh, something that needs to happen in a way because it's hard to kind of take away from any of these um, Ember Moon or even Ruby Ryder or Nikki Cross because they've kind of been there in that picture. And. This is the kind of the best way to do it. I feel. I think they did a good job on that. I uh, I agree with you. I think, especially with time constraint, you know, takeovers only two hours, so so throwing them all into a match makes sense that way, uh, and, and it works. And as far as the overall story for Oscar too, who continues to say nobody's ready for, but uh, in her attempt to show that during this match when she decides to murder everything, uh, it ends up inciting Regal for him to make the match. So I think it works well there. Uh, all of this just sort of flowed together into a nice little told story, even though the match isn't anything to write home about. Um, and, and, of course, it is a four-way at takeover for the belt, so that to look forward to now as well. And uh, 
NXT's been rolling. I've really enjoyed these last three episodes a whole bunch more than uh, than I usually have. It helps that along with squashes, you get some good storytelling. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's been something that uh, we were talking about over the past, you know, several weeks of, you know, how is it going to be post-WrestleMania, right? Well, without some of the bigger attractions, you know, Nakamura's gone now. You got Ty Dillinger left. And a lot of these big mainstays that have been a part of NXT for so long, including the Revival, another team, you wonder how is the shape of this roster going to be? You know, what are the next exciting feuds? What's going to happen here, there, and everywhere on NXT? And I think they've done an excellent job of starting to build up. And this is still kind of early. Build up some of these superstars that are still in NXT. And I think that not only that, I'm loving these backstage stuff. Not only just like the Roger Strong video, but also what you've seen with Billy Kay uh, and Peyton Royce, their little videos. And, of course, you also have the opportunity to kind of see I think it was a couple of weeks ago with Heavy Machinery, checking out somebody getting into an argument and, and stuff like that, right? I mean, it's just that, that whole behind-the-scenes atmosphere that you get in NXT that's so cool, too. And I, it's much appreciated. It, it's something that's not just, hey, here's four matches. We're going to throw them in on the hour show. Enjoy them. Click. You're over. No, they're giving you stories. They're giving you things to hook you onto. That way, next week, you're like, oh, God, yes, finally, this week is here. I can watch this next NXT. Mm-hmm. Very happy with the product right now i think they're going in the right direction and i hope they continue it i hope they don't stray away from what they're kind of building here yeah i agree with you on the areas they decide to focus on like the main event like the women's title like the tag teams um everything's sort of percolating there you just have a lot of guys that are starting to get left out in the storm uh especially now that the sandy feud seems to be over uh between all the the upper baby faces and uh and of course sanity so you have some wiggle room here to try to figure out what you're going to do with those uh, group of guys, and uh, maybe they're just waiting till till after this takeover before they launch Sanity at everybody. But that that certainly feels like the next step for them, unless they're going to keep feuding with uh, one guy is trying to get him to join the movement. So we'll just have to wait and mm-hmm. see there. But everything else, I agree with you. It's been just so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we're also going to have time. Uh, once again, I, what's great about NXT is you can take away and, and put in things and do it over time. You don't have to focus on the tag teams every single week. You can put right. those to, you know on, on a hiatus and, and let Sanity be the feature and then take Sanity away and let you know somebody else be. So that's what's kind of nice about NXT and everything, the way they do it. Couldn't have said it better myself, Gary, but that's going to do it for us talking about NXT this week. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. We appreciate you sticking here with us and, you know, letting us fill you in on some of the past episodes of NXT we missed. Now you're all filled in. We had a lot of fun doing it. If you want to come check out more shows that we do, don't forget W2Mnet.com. As well, go subscribe to the Wrestling to the Max uh, channel, of course. You know, that's uh, on iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. And make sure you also give us a rating and a review. That, of course, just helps us and lets us know what you care about, what you like about this show, maybe what things you don't like about the shows as well as kind of gets our name out there for more people to enjoy the shows as well uh also you know we're having our uh, episodes of wrestling in the max this week don't forget to go check those out a lot of cool stuff we're getting into and of course all the other great content we have to offer until next time guys we'll see you guys down the road have a good one guys